the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Earlier today, Russian leader Vladimir Putin addressed his nation with a vow to defend the country from an armed rebellion declared by mercenary chief Yevgeny Prigozhin. Meanwhile, there may have been a little bit too much too soon in that case. We're learning now the head of the private Russian military group known as Wagner has now ordered all his mercenaries to halt the march on Moscow and retreat to their field camps in Ukraine, saying they want to, quote, avoid any shedding of Russian blood. People all across the United States either lauding or bashing the Supreme Court ruling a year ago, leading to changes in abortion access in the United States. Pro-life groups say the end of Roe v. Wade has, quote, saved countless lives. This is SRN News. Eric Metaxas believes it's time to step up. The idea that Jack Hibbs, Pastor Jack Hibbs, He's a heroic figure in America because he's a pastor who understands that what I've been trying to communicate in my book, Letter to the American Church, that those of us who understand what America is and how it works have an obligation to step up and to do something. We can't just sit back. The Eric Metaxas Show, overnights at 3 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. This is AM 1280, The Patriot, the right choice. Thanks for making it your choice. You know that your support of our sponsors has helped us become the longest-running conservative radio station in the Twin Cities with some of the longest-running shows. Yes, it's because of you. Now, for today and into tomorrow, rain likely, bring your poncho and enjoy the festival. Portions of the following program may have been pre-recorded. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The show that's making talk radio great again, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, here on AM 12A, The Patriot. I'm Mitch Berg, and for 19 years and three months, almost four months, I have here with my colleagues, uh, Brad Carlson, the closer, Jack, the new guy, Tom Zuck, and, of course, King Banyan on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman, holding the line against the depredations of a mainstream media in the Twin Cities that largely, not entirely, but largely, has slipped beneath the waves of, of serving as essentially a de facto PR firm for the Democratic Party or Labor Party. There are exceptions. We'll talk about a few of them in the coming hour here. Anyway, we do that job. And even though we are on the air eight hours a week among us, it's still not a fair fight. We still clobber the rest of them. Stay tuned. Find out more. By the way, if you disagree with me, well, you can call in at 651-289-4488. If you disagree with me, you get on first if there's a line. And if there's not a line, doesn't matter. You get on, whoever you are. Uh, so we've been talking over the last couple of weeks about getting people elected. It's important. I mean, there's a, and this is a something that came up yesterday uh, over the, I think it was yesterday, maybe uh Thursday, perhaps, op-ed came out uh, in the Star Tribune by Andy Brame, longtime friend of the show. I believe I've had him on the show at least once over the years. I think he was a regular when Michael Broadcorp was a co-host. And I don't think I'm being completely unfair when I say that uh, Mr. Brame fa- uh, favors a more moderate, more kinder and uh, kinder and gentler, uh, gentler Republican Party, and. 
probably not unlike a fair number of traditional Republicans who think as long as Republicans stick with the social issues, or sorry, stick with the economic issues, with the pocketbook uh, issues, uh, that we'll do better than we're doing now. Certainly, running on COVID didn't serve us really well, especially well in this last election. Although, I think it's also fair, perhaps even fairer, to say that running at a 14 to 1 deficit in funding didn't help either. And in fact, the Republican Party of Minnesota's uh, fundraising woes are have been making headlines again here. I mean, the good news is I guess they may be close to out of debt. Uh, the bad news is, is it maybe by two digits? <laughs> Not a whole lot. I may have more money in my pocket right now than the Republican Party has in the bank, possibly, if you go by the 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 uh, the japing of the, the DFL's noise machine at any rate here. But I, I think there's a case to be made. As we found out in this last election, emotional issues, social emotional issues do move people to the polls, not just Democrats. I mean, we found out in the 2022 elections that if you systematically lie to Democrat voters or independent voters who lean left about, say, the governor's role in abortion or the nature of transgender teenage life, that uh, people will get log rolled to the polls. If you throw emotional uh, lines like fully fund schools at people, meaningless, but emotionally satisfying, it allows you to signal your virtue without actually doing anything, uh, without actually committing anything, with having no skin in the game whatsoever. Uh, these were These were social issues. I mean, anyone voting based on economics would have had to have voted for uh, Republicans. And yet we wound up on the wrong end of a couple of emotional and social issues. And yes, Republicans do do the bread and butter issues better than the Democrats do. Prove me wrong. 651-289-4488. But that's not enough. And by the way, the emotional and social issues redound to our advantage as well. I mean, what's the biggest Republican surprise win of the last couple of years here? Virginia. Virginia uh, is, is a place where parents were justifiably upset about the very social issue of how their children are educated or not educated or how badly their children are, in fact, educated. And... This is the sort of thing where you could see Minnesota Republicans, the traditional ones, the 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 ones that are they're part of the consulting class, uh, who God love them, probably are more on Andy Brame's side of things and Jennifer DeJournette's side of things, and 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 say, well, I don't know, we don't want to step on education. Education in Minnesota is a fifth rail. Minnesotans are proud of their education system, and by the way, they had every reason to be thirty-five years ago. Not so much since then. This is, I guess my thesis is Republicans have to learn to walk and chew gum at the same time to retain our credibility on economic issues. And by the way, with some people, many people in this state uh, that is, quote, informed, end quote, by a media that's thoroughly in the bag and not especially well informed about many of these issues themselves to teach people that, in fact, we do have better ideas on on economics, on keeping government out of economics, on fostering the parts of our society that actually create wealth and prosperity for everyone, rather than the billionaires that finance the DFL. And fight and win on the issues that actually get people who go along and get along on the economic issues, but but are motivated to come to the polls by things that are fundamentally social. Again, it worked in Virginia in the last gubernatorial election. It worked to a great extent for the Tea Party in 2010. I mean, anyone who says that the Republican surge in 2010 was not driven by the Tea Party and more specifically driven by the Tea Party's response to an issue where social and economic issues came together with a loud kaboom, they're deluded. I mean, Obamacare 
was as much of a social and political issue as it was an economic issue. It was a disaster in on on both respects. I mean, it continued the absorption of the healthcare system into government, which means healthcare is is getting more expensive at the government rate of inflation rather than the free market rate of inflation. It also involved a normalization of government control over things that are part of your private life. Both of them are wrong. Both of them were disastrous. And both of them were things that regular Americans reacted to by coming over to the Republican Party in numbers we'd rarely seen before and lamentably in Minnesota have not been seen since. Remember, that was the year the Republican Party won both chambers of the state legislature and missed winning the governor's office strictly and only because of the presence of a fake Republican, Tom Horner, a as big government a liberal as you will ever see. I mean, someone who masqueraded as an independent Republican of the same stripe as Arnie Carlson, who, by the way, is also not remotely conservative and never was. He's a, Both of them are holdovers from the glory years of the, quote, independent Republican, end quote, party which was basically the DFL with better suits. You know, the people that Laurie Sturdivant used to uh, pine for. So the Republican Party in Minnesota needs to, figuratively speaking, learn to walk and chew gum at the same time to fight on the economic issues and fight and win on these social issues that, quite frankly, are vitally important, not only for exercising moderates that, you know, pro or con that uh, that that drive people to the polls. And remember, we, we had some people who were exercised in 2022 about COVID, about the government's overreach, about the government's lies. And it was almost enough to get the Republican Party a couple of statewide races, but for the moderate voters who were log-rolled about the DFL's lies about abortion. I mean, it was a battle between two social issues, and the Republican Party came up on the wrong end of a bigger, slicker noise machine. That's really how it amounts to. Not not that different, well, different from 2010 and that we had all the issues on our side back then, and the demographics favored us. And By the way, if we learn how to walk and chew gum at the same time, figuratively speaking again, we could still do it. Anyway, I want I brought this up because Walter Hudson, who's was a was a guest on the show last week when I was on, had a great post on Twitter this past week regarding the damage the DFL uh, did, of which there was so much it's hard to keep track of it. I mean, the DFLers are still doing their end zone happy dance about about all the change they created, how how successful their session was, which is a little premature since the taxes haven't been raised yet. There have been no horror stories of children kidnapped from their custodial parents and brought to Minnesota to get surgically and chemically castrated. And there has been no uh, there there have been no red flag orders filed yet against innocent people by vengeful ex spouses or DFL activists attempting to swat their enemies. We haven't had any of those yet. So now would probably be a good time for DFLers to declare victory before, in fact, things fall apart. They did a ton of of, uh, of damage, and Representative Hudson did a pretty good job of cataloging it, to be honest. I mean, he was probably the most outspoken uh, person in the Republican caucus this last session here. And he had a tweet this past week. He He's one of the blue checks now, so he gets to write the extra long tweets, basically the essay. And let's... It's worthwhile reading. It's actually, I think it should probably be required reading for anyone who cares about about uh, <laughs> the conduct of our society. I actually did post that this past week in a, uh, a blog post uh, entitled uh, A Thousand Points of Laser Focus, which came out on, I believe this would have been Thursday, in which he catalogs the truth that he's gotten out there this past week. I want to go through that here. Uh, when we come back, let's take a quick break. Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. I think this sort of outlines the challenge and I think the opportunity that's available to Republicans if we, in fact, do learn how to walk and chew gum at the same time. 
So therefore, let us learn. We'll be right back. From Glencoe to New Mexico and Apple Valley to Napa Valley, Intelligent Radio. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. It takes teamwork to stay safe on Minnesota roads during the winter. You can help. When you see snowplows at work, slow down. Slower speeds can save lives. Don't crowd the plow and leave plenty of space between yourself and other vehicles. Keep your headlights on to see and be seen. Avoid distractions and always stay alert behind the wheel. This message brought to you by the Minnesota Department of Transportation, the Minnesota Broadcasters Association, and this station. Okay, honey, I'm done with the family shower schedule. Wait, I'm last, and I only get two minutes. Well, that's all the hot water that's left. Sounds like it's time for a new energy-saving Ream tankless water heater installed by Ream Pro Plumber Metro Heating and Cooling with smart features, tax credits, rebates, and immediate hot water. I'd better call Metro Heating. Save on your utility bill by replacing that old water heater with a Ream tankless water heater that pays you back. Call now for your no-hassle quote. MetroHeating.com. Al Malmberg here. Sunday morning on the World of Aviation, We'll spend the hour with one of the most interesting guys you could ever meet. Rick Broom, or as his friends call him, Ricochet, is a pilot, one of the best aviation artists around, and is one of the all-around good guys. We'll learn what his good friend Jim Irwin saw on the moon, how Ricochet paid tribute to John Wayne, and more. Join us Sunday morning at 10.05 for the World of Aviation, right here on AM 1280, The Patriot. What is your healing power? Maybe your healing power is helping veterans with PTSD, traumatic brain injuries, depression, anxiety, or loneliness. Is your healing power a simple heartfelt letter or being a volunteer? It is estimated that over a half a million current warfighters will return from service diagnosed with PTSD and 22 veterans will commit suicide every day. Our veterans have paid the ultimate sacrifice for our country at HealVets.org. You can find out more about the healing power of pen pals, volunteers, therapy kits, and more. Discover your healing power at HealVets.org. Help Heal Veterans, together with you, has been helping one recovering veteran at a time. We are helping veterans heal together. What is your healing power? To find out about your power, visit HealVets.org. This PSA is sponsored by Help Heal Veterans. There's only one option in the Twin Cities to get multiple competitive bids on siding, roofing, or windows without a parade of long-winded, high-pressure salespeople. Set up a free appointment with me today at GetMy3Quotes.com. That's the number three, GetMy3Quotes.com. AM 12A, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, don't forget to join our sister station virtually for this year's incredible SoCal Harvest Crusade event. Live stream from the Honda Center in Anaheim, California, will be featuring a powerful message from Greg LaLaurie and performances by Chris Tomlin, Phil Wickham, Richard Michael W. Smith, Taya, and the Passion. That's the SoCal Harvest Crusade 2023 uh, coming up on AM 12, the, the, AM 980themission.com. Check it out on their Facebook page. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. So, watching, by the way, the happenings downtown and around the downtowns and really between the downtowns, we, between the Pride Festival, which is drawing a few hundred thousand people today, the Taylor Swift concert, which is drawing a sellout crowd of about 60,000 to the uh, U.S. Bank Stadium, and, of course, the MSRA, Minnesota Street Rod Association, which draws thousands of cars to the Midway to say nothing of spectators. It's a big day, and I, I think... I couldn't help but think of this as I was watching the the tweets from all the Taylor Swift fans getting home safe last night. That's great. Mother Nature is saying, oh, that's so cool. You you got the practice run done. Now you can do all of it in the middle of a severe thunderstorm. We'll see how that works out here tonight. Uh, We're talking about Walter Hudson's. uh, By the way, we'll go to the phones just a little bit here. But Walter Hudson wrote a great piece that I think outlines both the challenges and the opportunities that await a Republican who has 
Republicans and a party as a whole that has the courage to tackle them and the intelligence to do that and deal with the financial and economic issues that need to be dealt with as well. Uh, something that Republicans used to do really well. Uh, Walter wrote, recently Jordan Peterson responded to a rare moment of self-doubt from Matt Walsh <laughs> with a powerful statement of encouragement. Quote, whenever you tell the truth, whatever happens next is the best possible thing that could have happened. End quote. It's a good quote. This quote has become my, this is Walter Hudson's political axiom. I fear no consequence from telling the truth because the consequence of not doing so will always be worse. Let's now talk about some truths that emerged during this last legislative session. Number one, Democrats voted to disregard the value of unborn life by allowing abortions until the moment of birth without any reporting requirements or the obligation to provide care to babies born alive after failed abortions. Now, I've heard more than a few friends of mine, people whose points of view I respect in many ways, said Republicans need to stop talking about abortion, which is a little bit like German conservatives of 1932 saying, you know, if we just stopped obsessing about Jews, we do much better in the elections. You know, I mean, it's there's other issues. We got to we got to worry about the collapse of the of the Deutschmark uh, and not worry so much about these uh, about the Jew thing. And of course, that would have been an absurd point of view. Back then, although it, it did happen to uh, play out exactly that way for an awful lot of Germans. Uh, but this is, I mean, saying that you, you perhaps want to take a more nuanced version of a social issue like abortion uh, is predicated on being able to find some point of agreement, some point of compromise that is actually somewhat meaningful. And when it comes to abortion in particular, that's one that the other side really, really doesn't want to do. I mean, I've asked I've been asking Democrats this question for a while now. At what point would it have been okay for your mother to no longer abort you? At what point would it have become not okay for your mother, uh, no longer okay for her to abort you? Not some abstract clump of cells, not some hypothetical woman, your mom and you. And the point of the question is not so much when did your life acquire value, but that when does life acquire value that is worth defending? Because until... Both sides agree that there is some point at which life begins, and that point objectively cannot and cannot be just something that after the fact say, "Well, I, my mom let me live, so I guess that's uh, you know whenever she decided." I mean, that's that's madness. I mean, by that logic, your mother could abort you now if you're forty years old. If that's the entire definition of a human life with moral value, where where Terminating the life moves from eliminating a clump of cells to murder. Where is that point? You will never get them to answer. And while it's true that society may never agree on this issue, if there is ever to be a compromise, it has to be a compromise that's built around a shared understanding, at least among a majority of voters, as to when life acquires moral value. Here's another one from Walter Hudson. Democrats uh, voted to ban 80 percent of current energy production within 17 years without a well-thought plan for replacing it. The decision will surely lead to increased cost of living, ratcheting up pressure on Minnesotans, especially the poor, to afford basic necessities. I mean, they legislated entirely based on aspirations. Now, this is an economic issue, but it's also a social issue. I mean, the idea that the left is going to jam down a more restrictive way of life, a more restricted way of life with fewer options and less less bounty based on the idea that if we continue to live as large as most of us do, we're going to fry the planet. That's a social issue. If we lose on that social issue, the economic issue will follow. Back to Walter. Additionally, they banned uh, uh, sourcing materials for, quote, clean energy from Minnesota's mines, further hampering their economy and denying jobs to the Iron Range. So it's a social issue. Environmentalists jamming down their wishes on the state. But it has an economic impact, as it as it does on the on the climate change issue. Uh, next one. 
from Walter. Democrats canceled the parental rights of U.S. citizens residing outside Minnesota. Parents from others uh, from the other several states must now fear that their children could be taken to Minnesota for gender affirming care without parental consent. In fact, that is literally the case. That is what the law says. Without consent and subject to irreversible life altering procedures. That is exactly the goal. Preventing that was something that the DFL strictly struck down. Further, they violated the First Amendment rights by establishing a database to track constitutionally protected speech incidents, labeling them as bias or hate. Now, that is a social issue. But, and and there may not even be any economic aspect to that, although I know an awful lot of conservatives are looking at this and I'm taking my money elsewhere. And they tend to be the more productive members of our society. But... If you're so focused on economic issues that you cannot focus on defending the First Amendment, then where is the line for you? What what will it take to get you upset about the erosion of the Constitution? This is an issue we have to win as well. Democrat, back to Walter. Democrats also prohibited PSEO students uh, from attending Christian colleges, although the courts have already uh, shot that measure down, uh, put it on hold at least due to its obvious absurdity and unconstitutionality. Uh, further with Walter, they infringed on the Second and Fourth Amendment, denying due process to law-abiding citizens under mere accusations. We've seen over the last year how many Republicans, again, uh, not in the legislature, but out in the uh, supporter community, are willing to throw Second Amendment rights under the uh, bus to... In a, in a misguided and futile effort to try and uh, defuse that particular issue that cannot be diffused if you're a conservative. That was a mistake. I'd love to have Howard Root back on the show to talk about that. Uh, recently, says Walter, a handful of Minnesota Democrats proudly associated themselves with the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, an anti-Catholic hate group that uh, mocks Christianity with the most profane manner possible. The above examples only scratch the surface, and Democrats have indicated that they have more in store. The future may see the legalization of intentionally transmitting AIDS or the removal of children from all parents that fail to affirm gender identity. I mean, they're following the European model there already. Oh, by the way, one that uh, Walter didn't get to that I will, that the DFL is scuttling away from as fast as they can, or at least lying about as hard as they can. As we talked about a few weeks ago on the show, when the Democrats removed the exception in the Minnesota Human Rights Statute uh, against being attracted to minors, not actually doing something with minors, not actually having sex with minors, but being attracted to them. When they removed that exception from the statute, what it did is open the state up to a lawsuit from someone who is attracted to minors to say, hey, it's not in statute. I I was fired from my job because I wore a T-shirt that said I'm attracted to children under 18. Uh, since it's not in state statute anymore, the plain text of the law says I can't be prohibited from doing this, from from being attracted, at least. May not protect the actual act of acting on that yet. The Democrats will say, including one modestly prominent Iron Range Democrat, uh, said, hey, that's not true. Yeah, it's the law says what it says it says, and, and it doesn't say what's not in it or in, in any supporting decisions in case law. The fact that it was removed explicitly and repeatedly uh, defending against amendments uh, to to try and reinstate the exception indicates that someone wants that piece of law out of there for some reason. And that reason is probably not just random happenstance. There is, I'm going to go out on a short, sturdy limb and guess that somewhere in the state of Minnesota, probably the metro area, there is someone who lost their job at a school for expressing an interest, maybe not acting on it, because that would be very bad at this point if you work in a school, but expressing an interest in minors, being attracted to minors, who is engaging a civil rights lawyer who's ready to say, hey, 
it's not in the law. If it's not in the law, the intent of the legislature was not to uh, oppress people who are attracted to minors. It will happen. Now, how much should Republicans avoid these issues that, that impinge on the very notions of good versus evil? Because that's what some of these issues are. There is no way, other way about it. These are issues of good versus evil. And while saying it's like a German deciding, we're talking too much about the Jews is hyperbolic. Is it really? Northern Alliance, we'll get to the phones when we come back. Northern Alliance, AM 12A, The Patriot. Go nowhere. Basement issues ruining your home standard water control systems. Your local basement contractor has $200 off waterproofing, foundation repair, and egress window projects. $50 off radon mitigation. Cold temperatures don't matter because the standard water professionals install all year round. Standard Water has served customers in Minnesota and western Wisconsin for over 45 years. Call Standard Water for all your basement project needs. Schedule online, standardwater.com. That's standardwater.com. Master Pool and Spa. Master Pool and Spa's 4th of July sale. We're blowing up hot tub prices. Come in and we'll prove to you we have the best products at the lowest possible price. Master Pool and Spa is Minnesota's largest spa dealer. We have the largest selection at unbeatable prices. Drive a little and save a lot. Some of our clients have driven hundreds of miles because the deals are that good. Master Pool and Spa's 4th of July sale. This is your chance to save big. Save up to 25 to 50%. Free delivery and trade-ins welcome. 18-month interest-free financing. This is a limited-time offer. Master Pool and Spa. Visit us today at 394 in Louisiana in St. Louis Park. Look for the big blue sign. Check us out online at masterpoolandspa.com. Masterpoolandspa.com. Or call us at 952-253-0665. That's 952-253-0665. Can your IRA stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is at our doorsteps? By allocating a percentage of your IRA into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from turbulent markets and economic downturns by putting your IRA back on the gold standard. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA. The only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Call now for your free gold and silver report. Protect your IRA today with one simple phone call and learn how to qualify for up to $10,000 in free silver. Call Genesis Gold Group, empowering faith-driven stewardship. 800-504-1123. That's 800-504-1123. Colorectal cancer doesn't stop for COVID-19. Hello, I'm Dr. Cecilia Brewington. If you are age 45 or older, it's time to return to care and get tested. The government requires insurance companies to cover not only colonoscopy, but a range of tests, including virtual colonoscopy and other less invasive exams. Talk to your doctor about your options today. For more information on virtual colonoscopy, visit radiologyinfo.org. Hey, SalemNow.com is the best streaming platform there is. Doesn't take a monthly fee of any kind. Boy, do we have some stuff coming up on the network. For example, there is the housing bubble, a critical nonpartisan uh, examination, U.S. policy that that created an endless cycle of bubbles and bubbles and bubbles. Uh, It's all on SalemNow.com. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. 651-289-4488, 651-289-4488, the number to call. Just to harken back to uh, Walter Hudson's piece, which, again, was uh, in a post that I, I put out on the blog, Shot in the Dark, that info this past week, uh, entitled uh, A Thousand Points of Laser Focus. Yes, it is a contradiction. Uh, I posted that. and It's the sort of stuff that Republicans do need to tell the truth about. And there are so many of them. By the way, as as we as Walter points out, and as I as I added, they're they're just scratching the surface, and the exceeding importance of that is, among other things, 
A, the truth is, is what sets you free. B, the other side is running on so many lies. I mean, if people can't see through lies, then society is doomed anyway. And the lies are just so stupid and bald-faced. I mean, Governor Waltz yesterday put out a tweet uh, saying, Ert, while they want to uh, while they want to put bullies in charge of your health care, we want to put you in charge of your health care and put bullies in their place. So I don't know. I, apparently he's hiring Ken Martin's eighth grade nephew to do his social media. But I, I thought it was kind of hilarious. I mean, while they want to put bullies in charge of your health care. This is the guy who started a, a, a snitch line for Minnesotans to rat each other out for not wearing masks in public. This is the governor who tried to bribe people to get the vaccine, and when that didn't work, they had to start threatening them with losing their jobs, turning the screws to get them to get an experimental vaccine. Uh, the guy who sent his worthless attorney general around the state to enforce his shutdowns. I mean, God knows they couldn't like address crime in the Twin Cities, but boy, going after bar owners in the provinces. I mean, that kept those uh, those junior lawyers busy. Uh, the guy who mandated that long-term care facilities accept COVID patients, which created an epic bloodbath of senior citizens dying of COVID. Yeah, he's the guy talking about bullies. 651-289-4488. Uh, let's go to the phones. Dan in Invergrove Heights, you are alive and on the air. Hello, Mitch. Can you hear me? Loud and clear. So I wanted to say, first of all, thank you so much for that timeless Classic, rousing, moral soliloquy. I agree with every word. Excellent. Uh, like Dennis, like Dennis Prager said, the left and the right, we live in different worlds, different countries, and we're never going to agree. Yeah. I think the only, I mean, obviously our strengths are, as you say, uh, you know, the responsible exercise of freedom, economics, lower taxation, energy. Law enforcement, we support the police. Obviously, our third rail is abortion and, you know, this uh, trans stuff. I see the answer in terms of, and this is just how I see it. Obviously, I want your feedback. Um, I see the answer in terms of we need to win these elections and that the best way to define the um, compromise on the social issues is not in terms of morals because there are there is no compromise in moral terms, but in terms of practicality, if we if, I think it, what the United States Republican Party should do is invest money in surveying independents and Democrats on these social issues in order to identify where the line is as 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 much as possible in terms of the questions you were raising and then you know move you know or position our platform based on the results of that those surveys so that you know we 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 can't look if we if we say you know we're going to we're going to try to make it so abortion is is no longer lawful in, in the state of Minnesota or anywhere else we're going to lose if we say that we that we're going to uh, uh, rule out uh, the you know the possibility of adults being trans going trans, we're gonna we're gonna lose. Sure. When you come to the children, we've got to define that spot. Yeah, as, and that, that, as we well, can. I mean, and there's a word for win, not. And there's not a word morally. for yeah. You can't do it morally. Well, but, I mean, you're 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 right. And by the way, well, you're, there's a word for what you're describing here, and that word is politics. Uh, and and by yeah. the, I mean that in the classical sense of the term. I, I mean politics. Yeah. Meaning, I mean, uh, reaching compromises on issues where people don't fundamentally agree. You got to find something to. Uh, yeah. find we're, something. we're never going to morally agree. Morally, we're, we're never going to agree with. The never going to be more. But never going to agree with us. But here, here's a question, though: Are there some issues? where the moral question is so black and white that there's no way you could possibly compromise. For example, if you're a German conservative in 1932 and someone were to come to you and say, well, you know, we're spending too much time on this whole maybe they want to kill Jews thing. That's a fundamentally social issue. Shouldn't we be focusing on the on the Deutschmark? I mean, any well, with the hindsight of history, of course, every sentient moral person 
is with a with a moral conscience of any kind is going to say, "Oh, that's that's absurd." No, nobody's going to go. Nobody, nobody with a moral conscience is going to just ignore the whole idea that we've got people whose manifesto says we're going to wipe right, out right, a racial but group. I, 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 I think you're blowing over the point I'm trying to make, or I'm not making it clearly enough. So I, I, I think that in terms of winning, we've got to get power. Oh yeah, you know. So and there I think are, and in then, order to do that, we got to win votes. And some of the issues so we that, just have to. Yeah, and on some of the. By the way, thanks for your call. And some of the issues, I, I agree with you that on some of the issues where there, inevitably there are gray areas between the black and the white. And as a pro-lifer, I am a little bit loath to say abortion is one of them. I believe that a life begins at conception, but somehow we have to try and run a society, uh, an entire society. Uh, with people who we disagree with. And as the elections this last few years have shown, and this kind of speaks to Dan's point here, there's a lot of the middle that, as we've seen in a couple of elections on both sides in recent years, uh, people in the middle don't favor a complete ban on abortion. And they also, it's fair to say, don't favor a complete abortion on demand through nine months, including withholding care after birth. I mean, if you ask people uh, outside of the most moldy blue holdouts, yeah, like like downtown Minneapolis, most likely, you go much outside of those hard blue uh, holdouts, and you'll find most people kind of want to stop things about the time a baby becomes demonstrably human. Now, the answer, of course is for this nation to readopt federalism, which is a system that was designed to help people that don't really have much in common, don't necessarily like each other very much, to coexist under one government. Now, fact is, Republicans, I suspect, outside of a few of the less educated uh, populist, uh, parts of the populist wing of the party, let's just say, likely go along with that. And the left, on the other hand, really likes the whole idea of centralizing power, especially in places where they have centralized power, like, say, here or California or Illinois or New York. They're perfectly fine with that. And so they're they're actively fighting against the whole idea of federalism, of checks and balances, of limited government that checks and balances itself from within. You're seeing the way they're trying to uh, eliminate the Electoral College pack the Supreme Court, make the Senate a more majoritarian body. I mean, that's that's the true answer here. But just to your point, Dan, yes, I think abortion is one of those issues where on the one hand, uh, you have a fair number of people who could be persuaded. In fact, this was actually brought up by, uh, I forget who it was, I think it was um, somebody in National Review a couple of years ago, uh, that if you if you if you were if if the left were to agree that there is a point at which the human life becomes no more than a collection of cells entirely dependent on the mother that the mother in fact is a biological means to an end not something that maintains complete control of this cluster of cells until some random point after the fetus emerges from the mother there could be a compromise that wouldn't make the either side happy but would enable the middle to be convinced, and and honestly, it's whoever makes the race to the middle that to that middle the first would likely do fairly well at the polls, while probably annoying the people on both ends of the the pro life and pro choice spectrum. That's uh, that's one of those things we get to start debating within the party again this February start caucus, uh, come caucus time here. I have an awful lot of things to debate within the Republican Party come caucus time this year. Let's take a quick break. One more segment to go. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog is shotinthedark.info. My mission, change the world for the better. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. From South St. Paul to Southeast Asia, and Little Canada to regular-sized Canada, we're where you are. 
Listen anytime, anywhere at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. On the battlefield, there's a saying America's military men and women live by. Never leave a fallen warrior behind, ever. Off the battlefield, Wounded Warrior Project operates with the same goal. Wounded Warrior Project was created to help our men and women returning home with the scars of war, whether those scars are physical or mental. Wounded Warrior Project. We never leave a fallen warrior behind, ever. Learn more about what we do at WoundedWarriorProject.org. I always wanted to learn Spanish, but I never thought I'd have the time. Then I discovered Babbel. Babbel's lessons are fun. They only take like 10 or 15 minutes, and in three weeks, presto, you're starting to speak another language, like magic. I love that Babbel's lessons aren't just robots talking. They're voiced by native speakers, so you get the pronunciation just right. If you want to learn a language, there's no faster, easier, better way than Babbel. 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 Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. Experiencing an injury or illness? Wondering if you'll be able to keep your job or when you can return to work? The Minnesota Retain Program may be able to help. Participants may qualify for free support from experts who can guide you through the next steps to get you back to work quickly and safely. Visit MNRetain.com or call 507-284-4537 to learn more. Minnesota Retain is fully funded under a grant awarded by the U.S. Department of Labor and the Social Security Administration. This message is brought to you by Minnesota Retain, this station, and the Minnesota Broadcasters Association. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. I start every day by reading through the stories at Daybreak Insider. In just 10 minutes, I can zip through 10 stories that matter, 10 stories that help me start my day and help shape where I go with The Mike Gallagher Show. You and I know the mainstream media is filling the airwaves with a left-wing take on the news of the day. This is 60 Minutes, and we can't put on things we can't verify. You won't put it on because it's bad for Biden. It's critical to find a news source that tells the truth. Well, that's Daybreak Insider. Daybreak Insider is that source. I get it in my mailbox every day. It helps shape the stories I bring to you. It's a look at today's most compelling stories, how they are covered by the media, and provides responses from key conservatives in media and politics. Over a quarter million people get Daybreak Insider by email daily, and it's available to you at no cost. Go to daybreakinsider.com and simply plug in your email. That's daybreakinsider.com. In five minutes, you will be the most informed person in the office. That's daybreakinsider.com. If you can snap your fingers, you can find this radio station. Your smartphone is now your smart radio. There are no limitations on where you can find us. We're always on. It's liberty and truth through your smart speaker. Just say, play Freedom Radio, Minneapolis. AM 12A, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Stay tuned for the Jack Tomzak Show, the new guy coming up after the top of the hour. What's he going to be talking about? I don't know, but it's going to be awesome, and it's going to be so full of inside baseball. You will thank yourself for tuning in. Brad Carlson, of course, tomorrow at 1 o'clock. By the way, my band Elephant in the Room, last week, I think I talked about this last Sunday when I was filling in for Brad, uh, last Sunday's gig at the uh, Backing the Blues uh, fundraiser at the Golden Valley Legion went really well. We had a blast playing. Got to meet a bunch of you from the audience out there. Pleasure to meet all of you. Uh, friends, uh, all. I mean, I, I was running into people who said, yeah, I heard you on the radio all the time. I was like, wow, this is so cool. I don't. It's hard to tell how many people are tuned. We know the numbers. We see the surveys. We know people are tuned in. Just yeah, It's hard to tell how many of you are actually, well, we don't get to see many of you. So it was great to have you all stop out there. Uh, we're going to be busy. Uh, this last six weeks have been a little light on gigs, but we're going to make up for that this next month here. Uh, three gigs in the next two weeks. Next Saturday night, we're going to be out at Neeson's and Savage, one of our favorite places to play. That'll be Saturday, July 1st, a week from tonight. Fourth of July, Independence Day, we're going to be doing an outdoor gig at the Roseville American Legion, three to seven out on the deck, weather permitting, of course. And uh, two weeks from tonight, uh, first time out at the Excelsior Brewing Company out in, where else? Excelsior. Three gigs inside one week. This is going to be mighty busy. we got two more coming up later on in July, and then August gets busy. So it's going to be a busy summer for the Elephant in the Room. Hope you can join us at some place. Go to elephantintheroomband.com. There. So let's talk about things that our government really, really does badly. Uh, not just, I mean, in general, government usually does a terrible job of most things. For example, uh, yesterday you saw a whole lot of Democrat social media and media 
uh, doing the end zone happy dance over the fact that I-75 reopened. Now, sometime about a week or so ago, a gasoline truck had an accident underneath an overpass on I-75 in Philadelphia, which is one of the busiest freeways, most of the most important interstates in America. It's the main north-south interstate uh, through the eastern, uh, up along the east coast pretty much. I mean, this is huge. And losing it is a little bit like, say, if 94 through Spaghetti Junction got uh, interrupted, completely shut down in in both directions. It'd be a disaster for the area. I mean, you you can probably imagine when the 35W Bridge went down. Same basic idea. And not the sort of thing that that an area can sustain without uh, repairing it pretty quickly. Now, this happened during the last round of hurricanes in Florida, and the Florida state government under uh, Governor DeSantis repaired, carried out a very complicated repair job on a on a bridge out over the water in, in fairly record time. So that sort of threw down a challenge for the Democrats who run the Philadelphia area and, of course, for the uh, administration that runs the interstate system. And they knuckled down for four whopping days and yesterday declared victory saying this is what happens when democrats run uh, run government when when democrats run infrastructure i i-75 was back up again in four days kind of <laughs> the part that they didn't mention and this is not to knock on the guys who did the job i mean it was an emergency repair and that's a lot of work, and kudos to the guys who got one of our major, and ladies, who got one of our major freeways going again in relatively decent time. But this is not demanding perfection when good enough is, is what's required. But let's be honest. They got the job done by filling in the road underneath and building a temporary road on top. It's kind of like, you know where 494 goes over Lindale? It's a pretty key intersection here in the Twin Cities. And 494, obviously, a major thoroughfare, major freeway in both directions, one of the most important roads in the area. But Lindale Avenue, also nothing to sneeze at. I mean, Lindale is a major thoroughfare through central Bloomington and south Minneapolis. If you lose Lindale Avenue, it's going to cause problems. So imagine, for some reason, that the overpasses over 494 in both directions went away. And the fastest way to get them up and going again was to fill in and permanently block off the uh, Lindale Avenue. Semi-permanently block off, at least until a more permanent repair can be made. That's what they did. It takes nothing away from their accomplishment in getting I-75 up and running again relatively on a relatively timely basis to point out that there's a couple of, uh, a couple of asterisks in this achievement you might want to be aware of here. Uh, so yeah, this is, um, (laughs) this is a big deal, folks. The, uh, I mean, it's important, but on the other hand, let's taking this and saying, well, this is what happens when Democrats run things. No, Uh, the Republicans, well, without politicizing it, the government of Florida pulled off arguably a, a considerably more difficult job in about the same kind of time. Uh, against greater difficulties. So how's about you give credit where it's due? A lot of workers worked real hard. A lot of engineers engineered pretty pretty heavily. A lot of managers made a tough call on blocking off a major arterial thoroughfare to get 75 running again. And with the political risk that comes from having to do that, give them points for that. Saying this is evidence that Democrat governments and union workers, public employee union workers specifically, make the difference. That's just a bit of a stretch. By the way, one issue that I want to talk about, I may talk about much more next time I do a live show here, is the whole idea of the stigmatization of debate that the left has been doing. Now, I've been talking about this for a while now. At some point over the last five years, six years or so, big gun control, which is wholly owned by Big Left, decided they were done trying to debate Second Amendment rights groups. And it's hard to fault them for that because every time they tried to debate the issue against a near-peer opponent, at least, in the last 30-odd years that I've been following these things, they have gotten their clocks cleaned every single time. I, I remember, what, four or five years ago, I went to a debate 
<laughs> a debate between uh, Brian Strasser of the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus and uh, now Senator Steve Draskowski against the, quote, Reverend, end quote, Nancy Nord Bentz, and at the time, Representative Aaron May Quaid. Now, without getting personal, let's just say that if knowledge of Second Amendment issues were kindling, these two couldn't build a fire with a gallon of gasoline. It's, it, was, it was a massacre. It was hilarious. It got to the point where Reverend Nord Bentz had to try and cheat on the debate rules, and she got slapped on the nose for that as well. She has never attempted a public debate since that event in, I believe it was Apple Valley, five or four or five years ago. So with the and this happens on issue after issue after issue, and it's happening more so now. Not only are they shying away from debates, because on issue after issue, whether it's gun control or uh, the debates that came up around COVID, since it seems that so many of the things that they told us were settled science three years ago turned out to be complete lies. With the flame out of the maskist establishment over Dr. George Hotez, who's having to scuttle himself away from a challenge to debate Robert F. Kennedy, uh, the junior, the entire left's noise machine has switched to what we can only call full gaslighting mode. There are two solid years of being busted using power instead of fact to shut down debate on issue after issue after issue uh, on on direct spread, on the lab origin story, on vaccines actually present, preventing spread itself, and so on, suddenly not only will they not debate, but you have people like the inevitably hamstorious Aaron Rupar, one of the Twin Cities' least valuable exports, saying, Debate Me has become a bad-faith propaganda tool for the right designed to legitimize lies and target critics now, now. I forget about Robert Kennedy. He may or may not be a conspiracy theorist. These people won't debate legitimate experts in the field who dissent from their narrative. They never do. And now, like any good abusive spouse, they're trying to stigmatize the idea that debating was ever a good idea at all. That all debate is wrong. Sort of like Minnesota Public Radio does on climate, come to think of it. Huh, it's like a pattern or something. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. See you all next week. God bless you all. God bless America. Jack's up next. Seeking a director, Cloud Operations Senior in Minneapolis, Minnesota. The director of Cloud Operations Senior will lead the cloud operations team, including internal teams and vendors. The position requires eight years of experience in cloud infrastructure management and design. May telecommute from any U.S. location 100% of the work week. Apply to Kathy Whalen, Vice President, People Code 42 Software, Inc. 100 Washington Avenue South, Suite 2000, Minneapolis, Minnesota, 55401. Or send resume to peoplebp at code42.com. That's peoplebp at code42.com. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-260-1792. 800-260-1792. That's 800-260-1792. There are no words to describe it. The isolation. The boredom. The loneliness. If you're wondering where your teenage son or daughter's spirit went, you're hardly alone. The past year has been devastating, especially for them. But here's the good news. They might just find it again, playing high school sports. Workouts that stimulate, teammates and coaches that care, the sense of belonging so many of us have been missing lately. 
That's what school sports are all about. The sense of achievement is real, and the camaraderie is hard to beat. Coping with uncertainty is difficult, but school sports can help the teenagers in your family start feeling like themselves again. Encourage them to give it a try. High school sports, it's so much more than a game. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. We asked seniors how to prevent Medicare scams. If you get a phone call, do not talk to the person. Never give out your Medicare number. They're going to get your number to put in a false claim. Just hang up. How do you detect Medicare fraud? Just like I check my credit card statements, I check my Medicare statements monthly. If you get your statement and you see something that you know you did not have done, you report it. Call the Senior Medicare Patrol. To report Medicare fraud, call 866-726-2916. AM 1280, the pay. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.